We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, Grinders! Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Monday, January 23rd, and you know what we do on Mondays? We bring in James McCool, the co-author, with me on the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports. It's a 15-hour audio DFS masterclass that you can pick up at theoryofdfs.com. Mondays with McCool, and Monday mornings with everyone in the chat. Good morning, Wataz, Bart B, Defic, Kickstart, Trevor. Give me those thummy thumbs. You know, I want to see those thummy thumbs here in the morning. Like, subscribe, do all that jazz. Trevor says, biggest ROI percentage win 14 weeks after starting DFS in for 400, out for 1,300. Pretty much all Rota Grinders and Jordan's teachings. Nice to see. Nice to see. Neil Jaworski is here. Daniel Hutchins, who, who is in Montana, took a one-week break from DFS. And, uh, yes, uh, MMA went about as expected. Uh, James, did you did you see the... Did you see what happened with the DK MMA over the weekend? Yeah, this is this is the new norm. Uh, every MMA slate that you play is going to have some sort of absolute jackassery. And everybody's uh, either you are going to win the GPP or you're going to have your contest entries refunded. Or the worst case scenario, you didn't utilize late swap and you lost. Or you utilize late swap and you still didn't get refunded. Or that I see, I see it across the board. I mean, th- this past week was just—it takes the cake. I mean, that I, I, I have a sneaking suspicion. A little birdie, a little birdie in the back of my head. We don't have a slate this week. They're off this week, and then they're they're back for the the what was supposed to be the Korea card. So it's like it's a real late night. Like it starts mm-hmm. at ten at night, so the main card is until one in the morning. Uh I think that they're they're going to remove. They're going to go back to the way it was uh, because I think it's untenable for them. I think they're getting more customer support tickets now than they did when two or three times a year, some can't, some fight gets canceled after lock. I mean, cause we saw with the Lewis Spivak, the first late swap slate, the main event is canceled mid, mid card. And it's like, okay, there's ne- they're never getting rid of this. <laughs> they're ne- never getting rid of this, but, but boy, Saturday, I mean, they 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 misscheduled the fights. I mean, like, it's not the type of thing. Nothing got canceled. Everything went according to plan in order that they were supposed to. The only difference was is that because they had 15 fights, they moved up the start time to 5.30 Eastern instead of the originally scheduled six. So the, a lot of times they get 15 fights and one or two get knocked out and then they could start at six and no problem. But they want, it is a pay-per-view card. They need to make sure a pay-per-view starts on time. So they... Made it 5.30. So, which means DraftKings, someone, the janitor, I don't know who's in charge, some <laughs> low-level person, had to change the times, and uh, they didn't change them correctly. And they put the Jalton Almeida fight, which was the featured prelim that was supposed to be scheduled. It would start fighting at, like, 8.35. It was supposed to, lo- that would have been an 8.20 lock. They put it at 7.40. They, they, that, that fight was at 7.40, not 8.20. So, like, you literally Almeida put up 125 points and you could have swapped to him or off of you could you could have put him in your lineup if you wanted to. Uh but if you did any of that shenanigans according to their rules, you're 
entry would be voided and refunded, which then creates a complete metagame of like anyone that took advantage and said, oh, I'm going to jam in this 125 fighter, voided, refunded, right? Yeah. And and you're not, and while you're following the contest, you don't even know. I don't know. Even if I didn't swap anyone, is the guy in front of me going to get voided? Is he not going to get voided? Yeah. And then if you had, I told people in a discord, if you already have two losing fighters or even one losing fighter, just swap. Just switch to Shamil, the underdog. Like just switch to switch and get your get your end. You're not gonna win, and you may not even cash. So just like switch it over. And I've seen people that switch to Almeida, and they got paid. And like just like they switch, they swapped in that period, and they got paid. I've seen people that swapped off and didn't. I've seen people that didn't swap and still got voided. Like they didn't make any swaps and all the, like one of their entry fees was voided. They expected to be voided, but all of them were, uh, it was, it was a mess. And then after that, it didn't end up taking place because they fixed it in time. They set the entire main card in reverse order from yep, time to the times. Too. So I'm looking at that going, okay, so we're going to know the Craig, the, the, the Craig Bonfim fight or whatever, the, whoever he was facing, uh, Walker like two hours before it locks like in the main event is going to lock immediately, even though it's not on for another two hours. And it was, it was, an, it was now fortunately for me, I kept on having winning fighters in my lineup. So I never swapped at all. I made five grand in the process. So like, I'm, I'm cool. Right. I'm cool. I didn't have to, I didn't have to swap anywhere because I got to the point where it's like, Oh, you could take out Albeda. It's like, no, I don't have a losing fighter in any of my lineups. Like mm -hmm. why am I, I'm not swapping. Get get out of here. I don't. I don't need. I don't need the refunds. I only played eight lineups because of this late swap garbage. So uh, so maybe they get rid of late swaps so we don't have to the deal because it's impossible. James, imagine playing a small field contest. I, I I saw I saw someone on Twitter, big MMA player, plays the high stake stuff like the high stake, like not the five fifty five like I do, but like like a fourteen man two thousand dollar contest, and he. How, how do you how do you do any type of swaps when you're not sure which lineups are valid or not? And how do you know if you do swap that your lineup isn't going to get voided accidentally? And then you also have the 150 max players that if you're going to go and use like a late swap tool like in lineup HQ, imagine trying to swap all your lineups when if you swap any of your Almeida lineups, right? Like because it's unlocked, but right because it's like. It's not going to be like what happens if you accidentally, you could accidentally void 70 of your lineups, even though like you're not, you want to lock that guy in, but you can't because the time is incorrect. It's like, mm -hmm. like, dude, this is, I mean, we, we saw this coming. This is the sixth late swap slate. They've already screwed up half of them. I, I just, two things. First off, uh, from, from what it sounds like, there's some poor customer service representatives that are having to go through and void these contests one by one because they don't have a tool or like a way to go, to go through and void these contests, which is why some people are getting paid out on these Alameda swaps and, swaps and some people are not getting paid out and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So not only did they take it so they introduced late swap, try to reduce the man hours that they're spending on customer service. And now these customer service people are having to go one by one out of lineups and, and correct the ones that are making these late swaps. So that one, they completely nullified what they were trying to do. Two, I, I just, I can't figure out whenever I see these massive companies do something this stupid and this like profoundly stupid and this very clearly dumb thing where it's like we see all the data we know what's happening like we we see all of this this information and yet they still make the wrong choice when every single rational person is like yeah that's the wrong choice and they're like we think we know better than you and Jason Robbins is over here swimming in NFTs and pictures of frogs with hats and trying uh, the the conspiracy that I have is that he's killing the MMA product so that he can make Rainmakers the only MMA product uh, and make it so that it actually matters because everybody knows that they're not playing Rainmakers unless like one you have so much money that you can get in on it or two 
uh, the MMA product is dead, so you have to get in on it. It's just, all of it is just so stupid. All of it is so bad, and I just I I don't know how they make these decisions. I just don't. No, know. I know how they make the decisions. That that that's what upsets me. I know exactly how they. Well, make no, no, because you because you have talked to them and you have yes. done like yeah, I know, I know, and I and I just. It doesn't surprise me. Like uh, Daniel Hutchings in, in chat says it would have cost them less if they never added late swap and simply refunded people on the entries that had the rare canceled fight. Oh, you have a canceled fighter? Okay, we're just going to give you, we're going to refund. Even if that guy's, if, if the fight is 70% owned, any lineup that has that canceled fighter, we're just going to refund. There you go. The one or two times a year it happens, it would cost them less. The thing that The thing that upsets me is that the way that these companies are run, at least DraftKings, because I've never really talked to anyone at FanDuel. That's because nobody I, actually exists at FanDuel. It's right, right, because they're merge tags and the contest thing. They have no idea what's going yeah. on. Uh, is that once they became a publicly traded company, mm-hmm. everything is about stock price and the next three months. So development time, as far as how they how they innovate their products or change what they have, is all based around a, a cost benefit analysis. That's yeah. that's all that's all it is. So any developer, any part of their development team, their operations team is like, oh, we could make the contest better if we did X. They have to present some financial reason on why in the next three months, not the next three years, not this will make our product better so that five years from now it's gonna have this slow growth that people more want to play. It's like, no, how is this gonna get make us more money in the next three months? And most of the time you can't justify that or how does it save us money and one of the things when a canceled fight happens in mma is that customer service gets a ton of like oh complaints right oh my fight got canceled but you know the same thing for injured players in nba i mean you still you're gonna get those tickets no matter what so they got to a certain point where canceled fights you know it happened like three or four times this year and they want to reduce the amount of customer support. So they're like, okay, let's let's introduce they let's introduce late swap. We'll put the times, the lock way earlier than the fight is scheduled. But the problem is, is that their ops team is all pared down now, not like it was seven years ago. Right. So it's a weekend. The the weekend stuff always sucks. So now you got to do it well. And what upsets me is that the develop like consider the two the the two uh warring things going against each other. The best way to do late swap, okay? The best the best way to actually lock at the start times, they already have. Because mm-hmm. they own a sports book that does live betting. If you go to DK Sportsbook and you try to place a wager on a fight that is starting in 30 seconds, you can. And once literally, once it starts, it locks. It not like it knows to the second live betting opens and locks and opens and locks and, you know, and the, it constantly goes in between what the lines are. It's two minutes into the first round. Okay. This guy's now minus minus one ten. This guy's plus plus one thirty five. And then it locks. And then five seconds later, it's a new, like, dude, it knows the times it know, like the sports book side, obviously the sports book platform from a development standpoint, doesn't interact with the DFS platform. So they would need to code something so they could grab that information and have it update the DFS stuff. But there's the catch-22. In order to get the development time, to, in order to code that, you have to provide a financial reason on why that development, 50 hours. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Because I code. Because like, like I know, I know how hard it would be to connect this. And I know that DraftKings has a very well-written API. Like they, they actually do maintain a very strong, well-written API and the DraftKings Sportsbook also, because I hit both of them every single day, provides a very well-written API endpoint. So uh, even if you are correct in saying that there has to be a financial benefit to making that connection, it's not that connection that they have to speak the financial benefit to. That connection should have been a part of their plan when they were implementing late swap into MMA. So if they made the decision on implementing late swap in the MMA as a financial thing, and they were like, yeah, let's go ahead and go through with this. Somebody in the room should have just been like, we should connect to the sports book and, and get the start times. Right. And then somebody else in the room would have had to say eating a donut and drinking whatever stupid Starbucks coffee they have. 
it'll be it's okay it's okay don't worry about that we we got jim jim can yeah 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 exactly jim can just handle it he can just write in the times uh you, you know with a pencil or whatever it's fine and then whoever this person but they can't even is. write in the times right like like people, no i know but that's, that's my people point. were my saying point. about the main card being flipped it's like dude you could go on you could google that information to know what the order of the card is and then someone pointed out they could go to their own goddamn sports book. And say, right. I mean, like, like they don't have to leave the building. It's like, it's literally, they, you have a sports book that has the times of all the fights. It doesn't make any sense. And, and the code to write that Jordan, it wouldn't take 50 hours. It would take maybe for a, like a, an intermediate level coder, 10 hours to connect these endpoints. It's not hard, man. And these people have good, talented coders they have good, talented writers i i just it's so infuriatingly stupid from every single angle that i i just it's so hard to even talk through how how bad it is right because we talked through when they implemented late swap about why it's a benefit for sharp players because it's not about when fights get canceled it's about optimizing your lineups therefore afterwards so like this is bad for casual players that are using it just to, oh the once or twice a year it happens that type of stuff but we didn't even address the fact that like dude there's so many screw-ups with this like what other advantages are there like like I, I got a tweet from someone uh that was on my podcast the sports projections guy yeah that said that if they're gonna screw up late swap like more than half the time where i'm gonna be able to swap on my losing lineups and get them refunded like I'm gonna play like it becomes almost like a free roll because like yeah like 150 entries they'll fuck something up right and then you swap out all your losing line and you go okay I'm gonna get I'm gonna get 25 percent of my lineups that would have probably not cashed mm-hmm. I'm gonna get voided but we obviously see that that's not even consistent they have their customer service people I I I I've seen messages in some discords and some DMs and even uh, just publicly on Twitter mm-hmm. of people that swapped. Like literally swap like the Almeida fight was over and they swapped onto Shamil Abdurakimov, the losing fighter, right? Or they swapped onto Almeida, they purposely swapped to Almeida, and they already had a losing fighter or two in their lineup, and they didn't get refunded. And they emailed the customer support saying, Why was my ticket not refunded? And they said, You never swapped between these times. And the guy's like, Well, I did swap. I literally I, I do I swapped. And how do you print? And the, the thing is, how do you prove that? Yeah. DK has the information, but that so, and then you have people that swapped onto Almeida, came in fourth place in some contest, and got paid. Like they didn't get they didn't get voided. And there are people that voided that that one of their lineups was voided in one contest, but not the other. Yeah. How is that possible? Because, because literally there's there's some poor customer service representatives that have to go through the lineups. They didn't plan to have to do this. They didn't have something in place to refund things that had to deal with late swap pl- fighters. Like they didn't have anything in place. Granted, again, here we go. All it takes is a programmer six hours to put something together that goes through and voids all the contests. But like, or voids all the lineups with X fighter or without X fighter or whatever, right? Like, it's not hard to put something together that does it. But, but they're not allocating resources to that for whatever reason. It, it just, it it feels like, and I, I talk, I am the king of hating on FanDuel. Like, literally the king of hating on FanDuel at this point. I've made memes. Uh, and DraftKings, while I think the DraftKings customer service is better and their product is better, the way that they go about fixing the problems that get introduced to their product is probably worse than FanDuel. Only because FanDuel, when FanDuel has a problem and like an issue that uh, that affects lineups or contests or whatever, they just void the hood. They just like pull the plug on it and say, yep, here's your money back. We're not dealing with it. Like They, they don't even try to make it work. And the, And I would prefer that over what DraftKings is doing at this point of trying to like duct tape together bobby pins and lemon peels and make it work. Like they're not MacGyver. DraftKings is not MacGyver. This this doesn't work. So 
both companies have their warts, but when it comes to this kind of stuff, man, I much prefer FanDuel just saying, oh yeah, well, we're, we're just idiots. So we're just going to avoid everything. And everybody being like, yeah, you are idiots. And FanDuel just saying, we know. Yeah. Okay. FanDuel, sure. gonna FanDuel right? It's like, oh, we screwed something up. So like the whole slate's canceled. It's like, yeah. okay. <laughs> and and okay. like, as much as that is hilarious from an abject point of view, it works better than what DraftKings is trying to do. Or fan or FanDuel. Or I remember what during COVID season or something when the NFL came back, didn't they have like one or two slates or three slates where there was no live scoring? Yeah. Like an entire, like a major NFL slate. And they yeah. just said, and, but they told you before that they said, said, you know what? No live scoring. So like, you know, your late swaps that you're going to like, you, that score it yourself, man. We're going to, we're going to score this tomorrow. And people looking at them like, how the hell? This is daily fantasy. How How is there no... DraftKings was fine with live scoring. And FanDuel just said, yeah, we just gave up. Just like we're, we're just, just this is what it is. Take and it or leave something, it. There's something to respect about that. There's something to respect about knowing your capacity and knowing what you can actually accomplish. And at least FanDuel has the wherewithal to be like, no. But look, look what happened last week. They, they literally changed the title of the contest to Do Not Enter. <laughs> Last week was my mea culpa, all right? Like, last week was my favorite week that I think I've ever had in DFS. Apart from ever winning anything, like, seeing what FanDuel did last week with the initial canceling of the contests and then renaming in HTML script, okay? Not even even just handwriting. In HTML script, do not enter was the funniest thing I think I've ever seen happen in any in any regard in this industry. It did was you, did you see some of the contests that had minus 34 entries? Yeah, yeah, no, did I just and they they come back they're like there was a technical issue. Really? There really you don't say you don't say I have no idea what that technical issue was because it continued, right? Like that there were issues with contests and with the sports book for like a week. I have no idea what change they tried to make. Because we all know that they like redid the UI of their website for, you know, God knows whatever reason. Yeah, but it doesn't work. No, I know, I know that. I know it doesn't work. Nothing at Fanduel works. It, it seems it seems like at Fan what it seems like what happened at Fanduel was whatever their testing process is, they tested it as. I'm assuming that if you play one lineup on Fanduel on their desktop, outside you first you have to press and hold for a million years in order to just get in. Right. And once you do and make one lineup, like you're probably fine on the desktop. Now the app works fine for me, but on, yeah. if you build, if you're someone that builds like 50 lineups, a hundred lineups, like you can't, like you li- I'm, I'm, t- I'm, I'm being serious. You can't, I know. you just literally, you can't even type the number. I mean, like you literally can't even type the, the number in. I know your, your screen freeze. Like, like, dude, I've, <laughs> I've tried it. I'm like, I'm not, I just want to see pe- people are complaining. Let me go to the desktop site. Let me, let me, okay. I have to match where all the squirrels are in these nine photos. And I need to, okay, which one has a stop sign in it? Then I have to press and hold just to get it. Then once I get in, I'm like, okay, I want to enter this contest 150 times. And I go to type 150 and it freezes. Yeah. No, it I'm like, didn't work. How is this? How is, how is this a company? You want to know what the absolute beautiful irony of all of that is? You can actually enter 150 lineups easier using a web scraping software than doing it as a human. Right, to push the button, just push the button. One, one. You could do it that way. If I if I was going to click one, two, three on just a single entry button, then yeah. it would go through. But you couldn't. I couldn't type into any of the box. How could I not type into any of the boxes? Dude, I I legit I have no idea how that company is still above water. I legit <laughs> do not understand. Yeah, their sports book has a big market share. That's why. Yeah, fifty-one percent. Right, but but like, just just get rid of the DFS side then. Like they they clearly do not care about it. The some of the contests I did the math the other day on one of their their uh, one of their short slates. Right, it was like a turbo slate for NBA or something. They had four contests available, twenty-seven dollars total in entry fees could be added into these contests. There was like a 50 cent contest, a $1 contest, a $5 contest, and $9 contest. All just don't, just than... don't have the sl- don't have the, that turbo slate then. Just don't make the slate, dude. Like that there's 
there's no way that the computation matters for this. It's $27. If you're raking that 10%, you really think that that $2.70 just canceled the sport? Just cancel it. Just don't do it. There's no reason for us to have this. There's no reason for FanDuel to have it. I, I, I legitimately do believe that FanDuel, if they were to just say, screw it, our, our DFS product is not what matters here, they would be a better company. Their sportsbook is good. Like, uh, I, their sportsbook is fine. But their DFS product has come so far down the down the barrel that I I do not understand how people enjoy playing on that side at this point. And what people always tell me is like, oh, well, it's softer, it's softer. No, dude, but the, the people who are playing there who are better than you, are, it is also softer for you. You are still losing over time. Play on the site that doesn't suck. I hate it. There's hate no it. site that doesn't completely suck. Well, no, I mean... We, we just said that, like, I prefer FanDuel's route of just saying, hey, we suck, sorry, than DraftKings trying to act like they know what they're doing when they, like, clearly don't. With fan, with right, everything. and FanDuel doesn't even apologize. They just said we suck, and that's it. No, and, and that's oh, fine. Well. I respect that. I respect that. I do. But Daniel Hutchins says about the MMA stuff, it's like any lineup DK lets you create should be valid, even if they screw up, and if it costs other people money, they should reimburse them. It's just a terrible customer experience to allow someone to make a change that voids their lineup. That's correct. Right. It's absolutely correct. Right. It's a, that, that shouldn't be on the user. I mean, if, if you, I mean, that's what happened. The, the, the card before the break with Isma Gulov or whatever, like that fight that was unlocked for you to put it like they at a very similar situation, not as bad as this one. Uh, if you didn't real, if you didn't like, dude, you may, there are people that may not realize that that fight was available to unlock or not. And they could have, maybe you just did it. And it's like, oh, okay, I could put this guy in instead of that guy. And then next thing you know, they're like, why, why does my lineup has zero points? Right. And then you're going to get support tickets because you're not telling people there's no warning on that. Right. Because they're, they're the ones screwing up. So like we had, so someone did a, did a, uh, a comparison of the ownership of the original CSV from when the from the slate and the and the lat the, when it all got paid out, Almeida was like forty point nine percent owned in the large field GPP. At the end, at the final CSV, thirty seven and a half percent owned. Right, so obviously, you know, there's three and a half percent of lineups that got voided, but there's also there are probably other. I mean. Dude, people have shown me lineups where they're like, yeah, I, I legit, they, they said during that time frame, I, I swapped out Gilbert Burns and some other guy for Almeida and this other guy, because I saw that he put up 125 points and look, I got paid my, you know, I came in, whatever place, got three X the money and never got an, never got an email, never got a message. They just paid me out and I didn't get whatever avoided. And then some people are showing me lineups that don't even have that fighter in it. They said, I didn't swap this lineup at all. I never originally had Almeida. I never I never did anything in this particular lineup. In these other lineups I did, but not in this one. But in this one, they void. But the other one, they didn't void. So it, it... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And it's, then the customer support, like, the, the thing is, the customer support people, I don't know if they're lying to you 
or they just don't know. I think it's more the fact that they don't, they're just being told something and they're replying back with, nope, nope, we refunded it. We checked it and, and you didn't swap. So that's why you didn't get re refunded. And like, no, but I did. And then there are other people that are like, uh, yeah, I, someone legitimately, I don't know why you do this, but I mean, it's, it's just, I guess just for the lulls, emailed them in and said, yeah, I swapped onto the winning fighter. And I got paid out and I want to know whether or not if it's going to stand or whatever. And their response back was, no, we don't have it that you swapped onto him. Like your, your entry's fine. It's like, but unless the guy's lying, the guy's legitimately saying, I, I purposely took advantage of getting this fighter into my lineup because he was available even after the result of the fight. And DraftKings is saying, nope, nope, you didn't. This is, this is the, the other example of that, right? Uh, a guy goes in, robs a bank, right? Takes takes the bag, all right? Opens the bag, gets hit with the blue stuff, right? You know, you know, blue stuff that's in that's in every bank bag, so they can identify the person who stole the bag, right? Then goes to the police, blue stuff, all of his face, still holding the bag of cash. And says, "Hey, um, I stole this. Do you guys want it back?" And the police are like, "No, no, no, no. You didn't steal it. We already got the guy, right?" <laughs> <laughs> doing here what are we doing it's almost like the customer service representatives just like took the csv file and sorted it by price and kind of just like looked to see if somebody could have swapped Alameda. and if the, they the, could the, have then this reminds me of a situation this is, is what, probably my most classic episode of fantasy flush from when i did the soccer stuff back in like 2016 yeah there was a there was a, a world cup qualifier or some type of slate for uh and these qualif the North American CONCACAF qualifiers, like it's hard to get stats and like starting lineups from, especially for the Caribbean teams. Uh, so there was a, there was a game where uh, uh, Joven Jones and Alvin Jones, they're brothers. And we couldn't figure out like soccer people. We searched on Twitter for the starting 11 and got multiple different ones. Right, because what sources are reliable? This is a this is a World Cup qualifier in in uh, what Trinidad or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, so Joven Jones is the guy that you want. He takes set pieces for them or whatever. Uh, but the DraftKings screen, the check marks said that Alvin Jones was in. Ah, and it's like, but we see there was a one lineup going around that had Alvin Jones in, but most of them didn't. I turned on the broadcast. Cause it's a, it was a U.S. game. So like, it's going to be here on Fox sports. And I'm like on the graphic they have, they have Joven Jones and no Alvin Jones on the graphic. They had Alvin Jones. Wasn't even in the squad. Like he wasn't even there. And then I saw they did the national anthems just to make sure is number nine there in the national, whatever his number was. And he was. I see Joven Jones because he's on the Seattle Sounders. So I know what he looks like from MLS. So I'm like, he's there. So everyone played like Joven Jones. And some people, like Alvin Jones was like 12% owned. But he wasn't there. He was literally at home. He was literally, he wasn't even there. He was at home. Uh, Joven Jones takes a shot and takes some, you know, some crosses. And he has zero points. Zero points. Zero, like, where's his point? Alvin Jones has his points. Okay. <laughs> but that's not, that's not where it ended. It ended that Alvin Jones is getting these points and Joven Jones, who's like 40% owned ain't uh, these me and like uh, Alex refere my turtle. Who's here at yeah. Rota grinders. We emailed support at that time. And obviously we're, 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 when Matt Burnback was there, we would at reply Matt Burnback because he was a soccer person also, at least, even though he's on the VIP side, and I'm like, can you take a look at this? Like, what, what the hell? Like, I hope we're getting the points for the right person. So I emailed in and I said, hey, I just want to let you guys know that the scoring for this game is broken because Alvin Jones is getting the points that Joven Jones should be getting. I got a reply back about seven minutes later. And they said, said I, we just checked with our, 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 our scoring provider and they say it's accurate. Mm -hmm. and, I, and then I, I respond back to that and I go, well, I'm watching the game and I'm telling you it's not it's not accurate. I said said Joven Jones should be scoring the points of Alvin Jones. Alvin Jones is not out there. I got an email back about 10 minutes later. They said uh 
we we just talked to our scoring provider. Uh, they said they said that Alv, uh, that Alvin Jones is correctly getting the points. Like I'm literally watching the I'm literally watching the game. You can't tell me that that it's Alvin Jones out there because I'm watching the game. Right? Don't they, they eventually got it corrected by by the end of the game. But that's what you're that's what you're dealing with here. Of like like they're outsourced and it's like whatever. Yeah, they say yeah. it's fine and whatever. And like we're we're wagering real money on this stuff. Yeah. No, it, it's it's mind blowing. They, because these customer service representatives and, you know, bless their hearts. I could never do that job. So bless them for, for taking that job. Uh, they they really do just like, they're just the messenger between two different things. And that's the best they can do. And uh, responses like that make you want to literally light the entire place on fire and just burn it to the ground. Like, like what do I have to do to explain to you? I like, yes, I know that you're asking someone else. I get it. I'm not angry with you. Yeah. But can you do the, the least modicum of work of like, reading my sentence at least closely to say that I'm literally watching the game and this guy is not on the field. He's literally not even in the stadium. And his brother is getting his, the, the, that should be getting his points. The guy that actually is playing. Yeah. So no matter what the stat, if the stat provider is telling you something, they're wrong. I'm not wrong. They're wrong. Right. So at least, at least say to me, yes, we'll check into it. Right. But don't come back and tell me twice that like, I'm, I guess, what did they're just they doing just their switch job. DNA for the day? I mean, like what, what, like he's literally not there, but the same but, thing oh I see God. with all this other stuff. Jonathan showed her in chat says they only deleted people. If they wanted all of their entries canceled, I believe I late swapped all my losing lineups and didn't get refunded, but that isn't true either. There are people that had some of their entries canceled. Mm -hmm. And there are there some are ones that had their... all, there are some that had all of their entries canceled. There are some that had, no, there are some that swapped all of their lineups and they all stood, even though they took advantage of. Them. So like, yeah. it's not consistent. Like what happened on Saturday was just not consistent yeah. at all. I mean, and that's dude, all you can really ask is that it be consistent. Right. In situations like that. That's all you can. And if, and if they were FanDuel, they just say, yeah, we're just going to refund the entire slate, <laughs> yeah. no matter what, and not pay out any winner. It just basically we're just going to void the whole slate and act like it didn't happen. Yep. And people that are like, "Well, what happens if I had winning lineups?" So they go, "No, nope, sorry, we're just going <laughs> to doesn't matter. It's the middle of the slate, whatever. We're just refunding everyone and forgetting like today ever happened." That's what Fanduel yeah. could have done. What DraftKings should have done, truthfully, that their 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 but their button that they they've pressed plenty of times is. To me, the best solution to a screw up mm -hmm. is to let don't void any lineups. Like, don't like, dude, we screwed up. If you want to put an Almeida in your lineup and get 125 points, go ahead and do it if you will, if you want to do it. But what we're going to do is that anyone that lost money on this slate, we're going to make whole. So if you want, if you, if you won, you won, even if you won without a, with an unfair advantage. You won, yeah. but no one could possibly lose. So if you played five hundred dollars worth of entries, and you got back three hundred, we'll credit you with another two hundred dollars to make you whole. Yeah. Now, if you won, if you made two hundred dollars, you get to keep the two hundred dollars, right? You just it is what it is. Like they've done that before. To me, that cost them the most, right? But it it makes every. I don't see how you could not be happy with that solution of like getting basically. For this slate, everyone got a free roll. So if you're going to complain like, oh, well, people could have cheated and got it ahead. It's like, dude, this contest was completely free. To, like you had no, you had zero risk. And you could have cheated and gotten ahead too. Right. And you could have cheated so, too. Yeah. Right. If you wanted like, to. At that point, it's not cheating. At that point, it's just exploiting the rules. Um, yeah. This, this whole debacle is just ridiculous. And, and we could spend literally multiple episodes. Just talking about how stupid it is. Jonathan Schroeder asked me about uh, reaching out to my host. I didn't get refunded. By the way, I didn't get refunded because I didn't swap. Yeah, you didn't swap. Yeah, you said that right. at the beginning. I didn't like. I, I, I. If I had losing fighters in my lineup, I would have. But I didn't. I mean, I was doing well. I mean, like I had Marcos who won. I had Ismail Bonefield. Like I, I had good lineups. I mean, so like I had no reason to to swap. I, I'm, I'm looking for first place at this point. So there's no reason for me to. If I had made him my lineup, yeah. he was already in there. Yeah, I didn't swap because I don't suck. So, yeah, I mean, I, I right. don't need you. <laughs> uh, but I did reach out to my host, my VIP host, for whatever credit. I mean, I barely talk to them. Any they don't give me anything. It's like, what does it matter? Uh, and uh, 
This is what did I'll, I'll even I'll, I'm transparent. There's no reason to hide this or anything like that. So I, I reached out on Saturday night only because other high volume players were reaching out to me saying, contact your host, just complain, send in some like basically some another high volume player said, I think they made they made turn their backs on the MMA late swap. I think they're in the in the midst of doing that. They just so complain harder. So I'm like, okay, so I'll re- I'll reach out to my VIP host, right? And I I I put in, I messaged him because you get you you get to text message these people when you're at Onyx. Uh, I hope this is the final straw in MMA late swap. Every week there seems to be a screw up with times, and it makes it nearly impossible to play or simply enjoy watching the card when I could never tell if my lineups will be voided or not. I've only been playing six to eight lineups since the change when I used to play fifty to hundred, no problem. I know a lot of high-volume players feel the same, and many I know have stopped playing MMA because of it. And the response back that I got from him was, Hey, Jordan, I totally get it, man. And I know that we're going to have some serious internal discussions this week about MMA late swap because a lot of people aren't happy, both as players and internally. We will have more info later this week on any updates. Yeah, I believe that. I know we were going to talk about the lineup simulator today, but I guess we're not going to get to that. But <laughs> sometimes we just—I mean, we, you're here every Monday, so when I mean, some yeah. some some big thing in the industry happens, we'll we'll always talk about it. Uh, also, I mean, I've been showing—I've been showing up the lineup simulator last week as it is. I just thought maybe get get more of your thoughts since you created the tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's no point that, of using the science lineup simulation when you don't know what lineups are going to be voided or not in your contest. Right. <laughs> And regarding that, I, I'm building out hopefully the tool this week to be able to simulate entire portfolios as well. So we'll be able to talk through that. Also, oh, are, are you are you gonna is that gonna be a new tool in theory DFS or are it gonna be inside of like the lineups like that? Uh, is, is that gonna be like how are you how are you gonna work that out? Uh, I'm gonna build out an app for it. Uh, it'll go up on Paydirt for the time being, obviously, um, because I, okay, I so have... it's gonna be a web. So this is not part of theory DFS. Uh, no, but it's going to use it's going to use the same stuff that Theory of DFS uses. Like in the same way that Theory of DFS has all these tools that are for people who are trying to learn how to apply these concepts, this tool will be for higher level where you won't be able to do the same things you can do in the lineup simulator. Right. So in the lineup simulator, we're entering in specific lineups, and you know you have your set of lineups you can do, and you can do up to like five or whatever, up to ten. Ten. But portfolio simulator. I'm going to make it so you can have your entire 150, 300, 500 lineups or whatever, and then do the same thing. So it, it's the same idea that we have where most of the tools are a lower level version of something that we can build uh, that is available as a higher level tool somewhere else as well. Right. But I did put in like the stuff that we have in line of HQ for NBA currently, right? Obviously these numbers will change. Yeah. Uh, since, 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 since we're live, I, I'll ask you for a potential upgrades just live on the show because that's sure. the way I just put you on the spot. Yeah. Oh, uh, also, also really quick. I found a whole bunch of theory DFS uh, support tickets in my spam that I'm going to be getting to today and this week. So if you have sent in some emails and they, they didn't get answered, I'm so sorry for that. I didn't check my spam because I didn't think it would go to my spam, but it went to my spam and I'm getting to them this week. So big apologies by me. I am sorry for that. So you'll, you'll get some responses this week. Okay. Continue. Well. Uh, so last week I was showing people like, okay, so let's let, let, we'll put in the top 10 optimals, you know, like stuff like that, put in different, different, whatever, different types of lineups for different types of contests, mm-hmm. comparing one to each other, comparing five, comparing 10, uh, explaining what the randomness function is, you know, everything like that, right. You know, refreshing the Sims like this, the two things as a display that I think mm-hmm. would be beneficial to add uh for just for for being able to choose between 10 lineups or whatever amount of lineups as a a different as more columns one james i think it would be beneficial to next to win percentage put a plus or minus on compared to how many lineups there are so like for instance here like we're running the top 10 lineups here whatever Mm -hmm. whatever 10 lineups so if I refresh the Sims like this, right? If I go and then we st- we stop here, right? Like this lineup has a twelve point seven six win percentage. Now all the li- there's ten lineups, so like an, if they all were equal, 
they'd all have a 10% win. Like if everything was equal, it would be 10. So really the win, this is like plus 2.76. Yeah. Right. This yeah. is minus 2.48, like at a 10 lineups. But let's say I only had five lineups in here. So that means the average would be 20%. You, you get what I'm talking about, yep. right? The concept. So to display where people don't look at it and go, oh, this only has a 7% chance of winning. It's like, well, it's only minus 2.48 to average. Yeah. Right. So you're not viewing it solely by like, this is the worst lineup. Well, not necessarily. I mean, it's, yeah, it is the worst lineup, but it's really not that, that, that dramatically different. It's not like one, if I put in a lineup that's projected 20 points lower, like that lineup would be like 1%, 0.5%. And out of like 10 lineups, like that's a hefty, Yeah, that's way below average compared to competing against 10 lineups. So I, because I, I've shown some people that, and they they go, "Oh, this is a solid green. Got to play this one. Got this one yeah, solid yeah, red. Yeah. Can't play." This. And it's like it's not that dramatic of a difference. The range of outcomes is pretty much a little wide, or maybe even a graph. Like if you want to do an advanced thing, maybe even like a graph that shows the range of outcomes to show to 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 show where lineup one, lineup two is in compare or something. Yeah, yeah. You get the point of that, right? Yeah, I get it. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Uh, the other thing is to add uh, ownership sum. Okay. So, so like, you, we don't need, own. I mean, we could put, I mean, I can't put the ownership here, but let's say I'm playing a, a single entry contest and I'm like, I want to decide between these or whatever contest, but it's a GPP. Yeah. And it's like, I want to put in the top optimal. I want to, and I'm going to be putting in lineups that are like, this is 284, this is 282, this is 280, this is 278. Two, like, I know that a lineup that's eight points lower projected is going to not outscore the top lineup. more. I mean, I don't need the simulator to tell me that. But I want to know the percentage that it wins at and the ownership sum of those lineups to see what's the delta. Maybe, maybe you create, like, a metric, a leverage metric of, like, when we have that average, right, in these 10 lineups, right, Lineup one is plus 2.76 above average, but compare that to its ownership compared to the other 10 lineups. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's actually negative leverage. Yeah, yeah, it, it performs that much better, but it's also, you know, 20 percentage points higher in yeah. ownership. So it's not worth that that number. So some type, you, you get the point of what I'm looking yeah. at there. Well, and what I could do is probably uh, normalize the ownerships down to 100% so that we're working with the same scale. And then once you scale it that way, then you can develop some sort of leverage. But even if you just, even if, even if dude, even if you just have an ownership column, just, yeah. Yeah. What's the total ownership? I mean, even that, so you can at least visualize and just go, it's like, Oh yeah, that wins more often, but this one wins slightly less, but it's like way lower owned. So like, I like that lineup better. Like even just from an eyeball without having a leverage metric of any type, but simply like the, the, the win percentage versus average and just the just because the ownership is easy for you because all you're doing is just you know it's already in the project all you have to do is display it yeah yeah right cool. there but it was tough it was tough showing those examples last week trying to compare yeah. lineups I had to go screen by screen it's like well this one performs 10.96 but it's let's go back to line of HQ it's owned 281 and this yeah. and then go back and forth it was easier if it just displayed at once cool okay and Suki yeah. Singh is back. Oh, he's late and back. He's back. <laughs> Suki's uh, that James Suki Singh's been gone for like a week or two. Wow. Right? Even Wat his best friend, the early birds, the best friends. They now they're, they're welcome back. We were getting concerned. Right. Glad Suki's now in his oh, he's in his vacation home now. Or her. I don't know. It could be a her. So it's a they... time zone different than 10 hours. So no DFS for me. Okay. So so Suki's here. Suki's late. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, so yeah, so, uh, theory of DFS for advanced players includes this lineup mm-hmm. simulation tool. All you have to do is plug in the projections from Roto grinders. It's very easy. If you could cut and paste, you could use these tools, right? Is there, and James, is there any tool that you need anything else other than cutting, pasting and pressing button and pressing buttons on an Excel or a little drop downs or, you know, like, is there anything technical I get, I get, you know how many times I, I get DMs of like, I love your tools, but I'm, I, 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 I don't use Excel. I'm not a computer person. And I have to basically kind of just say like, dude, 
Do you know how to cut and paste? Yes. Do you know how to click buttons? Yes. Then do you have Excel? Do you have Excel as a program? Yeah, I have the Microsoft Office, whatever, for whatever. Then it should work, right? Yeah. So just- I, I don't think there's any tool that that is not pretty much that straightforward. I, hilariously, the most complicated tools are actually the lineup creation tools. And yeah, actually, lineup because- HQ may actually be more complicated than the Excel tools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and only because I have to use Solver to do those rather than actually coding it myself. So right. that's the only reason why. Now, Trevor's asking Suki in, uh, in, in chat, uh, so how long do I have to play DFS before I get my own vacation home? <laughs> I would also like to know that question. Yeah, I would like to know that question also. For a while. <laughs> <laughs> okay, James, people can find you, paydirt underscore DFS on Twitter. Mm-hmm. underscore DFS. Uh, you can find all of my stats and models and everything like that over at paydirtdfs.com. Uh, I am building out a whole bunch of really cool simulation tools. Like I said, hoping to have a, uh, a portfolio simulation tool up for free uh, for you guys to try out in the next week or so. Uh, I know Jordan's pretty excited about it, so you guys should be excited about it too. And yeah, just excited for uh, for baseball to get here soon. 32 days until spring training. Yeah, but so. 60, 60 days till the first late. So that's yeah, no, 67 that, you know, you know when I find out what pitchers pitch for what team and what batters are and everything? <laughs> first slate. I get it. The, the day of the first slate. I go, oh, okay, that guy's on that yeah. team. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> also, if you're a Roto Grinders <laughs> premium member, I'm doing a coaching session on Zoom for the in the Blenders Game Theory channel in our Discord. So get get Roto Grinders premium. You get all the projections, you get all the premium content, you get all the everything. Lineup HQ. The whole gamut of stuff. Click on the link in the description. Get $10 off your first month and join the Discord. I have my own channel. You can talk to me anytime. Right? Blender's Game Theory. And two or three times a month, I do these uh, Zoom coaching calls where a whole bunch of us get on Zoom and talk about whatever, you know, basically whatever you want to talk about. Share your screen. Anything you want. You get personalized help on any anything, any sport, any process, any question. There's no stupid questions. Well, there's some, but I mean, I, I put up with more probably in those calls. Uh, so join the Discord. We, we're having one today at 4 o'clock Eastern in the afternoon. You'll see a link in that in the, the Discord channel and a little form to fill out if you want to come on video and audio. So join today. Get Theory. It, it, the perfect combination is a Roto-Grinder subscription and Theory of DFS for advanced players. You get, the, you get that combination and you pretty much have what I play with. So like... like what more do you need? What more do you need other than uh, FanDuel and DraftKings actually operating competently? Like that—that—that's that, probably what you need the most, right? If 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 all of FanDuel's contests were do not enter, I don't know how. It doesn't matter what lineups you make; it's it's not going to run. And on DraftKings, like if all the times are screwed up, what does it matter? You don't know. Maybe you voided. Maybe you win a million dollars. Who knows? You're never going to know. And support's not going to know either. So it doesn't even matter. <laughs> And uh, Trevor, just to answer that last question, yes, I prefer baseball over all other sports. It's the best DFS sport. Nobody can change my mind on that. Okay, doke. So uh, get those questions in if you want to. If you want your question answered on the show, I kind of pull them together and talk about topics every day. We don't have an MMA slate this week, so Tuesday through Friday here, I'll be answering your questions. Submit them questions at theoryofdfs.com, and I'll be talking about DFS strategy as always here on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.